Welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. On this episode, we are talking with our very own Kyle Boland about functional medicine. Kyle's been going, has gone through a training that lasted a well about a year and so uh around everything functional medicine and so here we just talk about what functional medicine is how he is applying it to his practice and what are some of the benefits of it very interesting episode something to consider um down the line and compliments to your regular doctor visits enjoy Welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. Uh, we are finding more and more time to get these episodes in, um, so we figure we make good use of it. Uh, we have not done a follow-up with Dr. Kyle for quite some time, uh, especially as he's gone through a year-long, I believe, um, yeah. give or take, um, training um, around functional medicine. And so that is now something that he is offering through his clinic. Um, it's always been kind of a fascination of his I know and it's always been interesting um on my end I still remember reading ultra metabolism I believe by Mark Dr. Mark Hyman out of the Cleveland Clinic um ultra prevention was the one he has an ultra metabolism too I think but anywho um it's always been interesting looking at those different things and being able to use um non-prescription things to help rectify some stuff so um yeah with that we'll just jump right in and kind of get talking about it and how it can apply and where it kind of fits currently and where kyle sees it going in the future yeah um, uh, so really the the first question is if you want to give i guess a little bit more background on the program you went through um and what that all entailed but ultimately kind of answering the question of like what is functional medicine sure so um i guess backing up to the, the program, I was seeing a lot of patients in the office that were suffering with X, Y, or Z, you know, chronic medical, I guess you would say conditions or chronic health issues that um, just weren't having a, a good quality of life and they weren't getting the answers that they wanted or just kind of the care, they were just dissatisfied with it. Um, I had done some reading as well, the Alter Prevention book, um, a few other uh, books that had kind of turned me onto the, you know, kind of a, the functional medicine approach. And so I wanted to be able to like help them out in more than just, you know, musculoskeletal wise or, you know, the, the skills that I have to be able to help them out. I think I could, you know, provide a valuable service in that regard, but there was still something missing that I couldn't help them with. Um, I just kind of searched and didn't really know who to be able to send them to in the area. I tried reaching out to a few uh, providers that they would have to travel a little bit for, but didn't ever really hear much back from them. Um, finally, it was just like, okay, well, it's super interesting to me. 
um, you know, I think it'd be really cool to be able to offer to people. So I might as well just kind of dive in and uh, learn more about it myself. So started looking into different programs. Uh, ultimately, uh, went with uh, the Cresser Institute, and uh, it's kind of Chris Cresser. Uh, not sure if you're familiar with him, but he um, provides this training, and it, I really like his teaching format. Uh, he's got a ton of articles, a lot of blogs. Uh, he's got books out there, but basically I really like that he explains things. Um, a way that's pretty easy to understand for the reader. Uh, it's not like super techy, but it's still science-based, and he still will reference, you know, like the the science or the literature, like why this is it. And then at the end of he has all of the articles kind of listed. So I, I liked that a lot. Um, this program also offered like um, more practical ways to kind of like implement it in practice in that, you know, it's not just like, okay, here's all this information and then you have to figure out what to do with it or how to like try to, you know, fit that into your practice and that type of thing. So um, obviously when implementing that, that was handy. And then also I like the aspect that it was online and it was over the course of a year instead of, you know, like some of the other ones you'd have to travel, you know, to whatever city in the U.S. Um, and it's like a three to five day course and it's just like intensive. Here's all that information and then you just take it back and then have to get, like, digest that and implement it. Um, as opposed to like kind of bite-sized chunks that you can kind of work through, you know, while working at the same time, you know, so I just kind of like devoted some time each week just to kind of work through that. Um, what it is really, uh, functional medicine is basically an approach to care that just looks at uh, the whole person rather than just kind of like breaking it down into, okay, um, you know, like a, just looking at it by system or by organ. It's just like, okay, looking at the whole person how does that relate? You know, because a lot of times, you know, things are obviously interrelated. Um, you you impact one thing, and that may have effect on other areas. Um, even addressing the person in that. Okay, so maybe uh, person A dealing with irritable bowel syndrome uh, may not get the same types of recommendations or treatment as person B with the same you know diagnosis or same type of symptoms because it you know may not fit them the same way in terms of their lifestyle or you know kind of the other um, things that they've got going on so it's not just like a cookie cutter approach i like how it can be kind of customized and tailored uh, for that person and um i also try to view it as more of not only with functional medicine but chiropractic of just like okay I'm not here telling you what to do. Like, I'm not just like, okay, this is what you need to do, lecturing, okay, this is what you have to do. I try to just like, okay, I'm, I'm on your side, okay? I'm trying to help you. Let's discuss this together. Uh, what are your goals? How can I help you meet those goals? And then try to explain that, uh, help the patient understand what's going on and how it may impact them and like help educate them and make the decision moving forward and just kind of lay out, okay, this is the options. Maybe these are the treatments. Um, what what sounds the best 
to you or what kind of would fit into your lifestyle. Um, just trying to help them in that regard. So, um, it really recognizes so, uh, the term called an exposome. I wasn't familiar with that at all, but basically it's like the, the genome, so like your genetics, and then also like the, the exposome is like all the things outside of your genes that you're exposed to. So basically it starts with conception, right? Like, um, you know, that all the stuff that the, your mother takes in, you know, during pregnancy and is exposed to, like obviously there's things that can cross the placenta. So it, it starts from there and then uh, throughout birth, you know, it can be um, external stuff like the environment, you know, pollution or air quality, that type of stuff, different chemicals that the person's exposed to. Um, it can be internal stuff like, um, you know, hormones, uh, metabolism, uh, just different um, exposures there. And then obviously like food that people eat, you know, dietary stuff, um, you know, whether they're taking supplements or medications, that type of stuff. And then their physical activity. So like all, all these different things that can impact a person's life. And then how does that play a role with the genetics? And then how do you kind of like fit that into their lifestyle, I guess? Um, because a lot of genetics um, can, can, not like they can be changed, but like with epigenetics, I think there's a lot more information out there right now with that, uh, which is basically, okay, you're, you have your genes, but then um, you can actually turn your genes up or down based on those environmental factors, you know, so like you can. Uh, ben Lynch has a book called Dirty Genes, and he calls it, you know, like, you can have a, a dirty gene, and it can, you know, maybe act uh, unfavorably, or you can do things to, to clean that up, and it can act more favorably, so it can uh, maybe not show up as much. An example would be... Uh, schizophrenia. So, for example, you have identical twins, you would think that, you know, they have the exact same genetics and, you know, they've got pretty much, for the most part, typically like the, the same, you know, upbringing, the, the same parents and environment and all that stuff. And uh, most times people think, okay, like schizophrenia, that's a genetic um, disease that people suffer from and um, it's only about 50% the uh, rate of which if one identical twin uh, suffers from schizophrenia that the other one will suffer from that. So obviously like there's more to that than just genetics. So um, I think looking at it from that perspective of the different environmental factors and maybe, you know, one thing doesn't do it, one doesn't impact it, but maybe the combination of all these different things you know, are gonna contribute to a person's disease or um, state of health, I guess, I would say, more so. I think that that, that was a good explanation. <laughs> um, this, this one's kind of, the more I read it, I almost feel bad about asking it because it's very uh, broad, but 
at least maybe within what you're seeing or what you were kind of drove you to potentially going and doing this, like, are there some most common in quotes, um, conditions or things that seem to really have benefit from looking at it from less functional medicine paradigm, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I would say most of like the, the chronic health conditions that people suffer from, uh, as opposed to more acute things, like that's probably where I would say like conventional medicine uh, really excels is like those acute, acute care type things or more of an emergency situation or um, those types of things where um, the, the functional medicine approach is, is just a way to look at, okay, like what's, what's underlying, what's causing that? Because from um, looking at like an ancestral perspective, you know, our hunter-gatherer ancestors didn't really suffer from high cholesterol or obesity or, you know, high blood pressure. Um, you know, autoimmune conditions really weren't that, that they weren't really a thing. So obviously, like, things have changed, like, in terms of how our ancestors lived and thrived and so um, I think addressing that component can really um, get at like, okay, what's underlying to be causing these chronic issues? And um, I guess the functional medicine approach would look more at what is the root of that? Uh, maybe it's not for everybody because some people would rather just be like, okay, well, yeah, I've got X, Y, or Z, and I'd rather just take a um, med to lower my blood pressure. Like that's, that's easy for me and that's great. You know, maybe functional medicine approach wouldn't be the, the best uh, for that individual, but uh, for somebody that's like, okay, yeah, I don't want to just mask a symptom. Like obviously there's something underlying there. So let's look at uh, the root of that and see what's going on and see if we can address like why that blood pressure is high in the first place or why cholesterol levels are kind of out of whack. Um, and I think that that's uh, like the overall approach for the, the functional medicine is just kind of like that, that underlying roots and just kind of addressing that. Um, it, it's almost like a, a target approach. So like the, the center of that is of the circle is like the, the exposome that we talked about or like, the, the person's genetics and then all the environmental factors. And if that kind of gets out of whack, outside of that, you have, you know, like some pathology, some, something that's just not working correctly in the body. And then if that goes on for long enough, then, you know, you go outside of that and then you're going to get um, sim or diseases or syndromes that are going, you know, whether that's irritable bowel syndrome or you name it. And then outside of that, you're going to have symptoms uh, because of that, right? You know, maybe it's GI distress or, or that type of thing. Uh, ultimately, like the symptoms, that's what shows up and that's what people notice. And you can, you know, take things to suppress the symptoms and that addresses like that outer layer. But uh, the functional medicine approach is, is not going to 
you know, address that outer layer. It's going to get at, okay, like what, what's going on initially that's out of whack within the, the exosome or within the person's environment, whether it's dietary or whatever, that's causing that pathology, that's causing that disease or syndrome, that's causing symptoms. So like kind of, I guess, more of a, an inside out approach. But a, a long answer to, to the question, I, I would say just more of like the, the chronic chronic type uh, diseases and stuff that uh, are just so prevalent today. And I feel like it's just kind of getting worse with our uh, society. Again, it's not for everybody, but I think that there is a growing need of people or a growing demand for people to try to figure out, okay, like, what what's going on here? You know, they want uh, more answers than just like just taking something to to suppress it. I guess. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And just knowing you and your practice, and you can see them behind you with your DNS posters. You know that that general approach to how you do things. You know, not just and we talk about this a lot. You know, pain is a symptom. It's not necessarily the problem when it comes on musculoskeletal stuff. In that, if you've got generalized knee pain, well, that's where the pain is, but it might be being facilitated from somewhere else. And we got to figure out where that is in order to get that to go away. For sure. Yeah, so. that's a great analogy to it. And I think a lot of times when that happens, you know, the, the side effects are positive. Then, like, if you can figure out what, what that root cause is or what the source is, you know, whether it's, um, you know, say they've got knee pain. Um, and maybe they got some low back stuff that they didn't even mention because it's not as prevalent, but then you fix what's going on at the hip. Yeah, then it fixes their knee pain, but maybe their, their back's functioning better too. It's just like an added right. bonus, like an extra side effect. I think you're going to get the, the same type of thing with the functional medicine approach. You know, you're just getting these added bonuses that maybe just aren't as noticeable. What, if you could, um, kind of walk us through what like an appointment might look like with you or just kind of like if somebody were to go in and reach out to someone, whether, you know, it's locally with yourself or somebody, you know, obviously everybody does everything just a little bit differently. So, but just mm -hmm. maybe kind of what a general appointment and then potential intervention, um, would look like, uh, if somebody was interested in doing yeah. functional medicine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'll explain kind of how we're doing it now. And then uh, I'm also going to mention that we're kind of exploring if this is the best way to do it or not, because um, I want to be able to make it accessible to more people. And a lot of times, like these tests aren't covered by insurance companies or that type of thing where people are having to out of pocket. So, um, Sometimes people prefer just to, to go somewhere where their insurance is going to cover everything. Uh, so we're just trying to look at, okay, what's the best way to make it um, like affordable and uh, something that's accessible for everybody. Uh, but right now we just start off with like an initial consult appointment and it's just basically kind of like a, a very uh, broad overview of, okay, what are your top three things that you've got going on? Maybe for some people it's just like, I don't 
number two and three are not that big a deal, but number one, like this is a big deal. Uh, for other people, maybe, you know, several things, but let's just try to make, let's get the biggest three and then um, just get an idea of like, okay, how is that affecting you? And just a, a very brief overview of systems, uh, you know, for, from like sleep to, you know, musculoskeletal to, How's, how's your digestion, all that type of stuff. Um, so just, just an over, overview of what that person's got going on. And then from that appointment, um, it kind of gives me an idea of, okay, what do we want to order for tests? Or what, what do we want to look at more in depth uh, with that? So it just kind of gives us an idea of, okay, this is what we would recommend for testing right now. And, um, so then we just kind of present that to the patient and be like, okay, uh, based on what you got going on, what we talked about, uh, these are the tests that we recommend, and that could be anywhere from, uh, like our, our case review blood panel is just a, basically like a standard blood panel on steroids a little bit, like it's just a little bit more in depth, uh, looks at a few other markers, and it's basically just um, addressing more of a preventive approach, like, a lot of the conventional lab ranges are uh, based on people that are coming in that are not doing well, you know, that aren't healthy as it is. So do you want to be just not unhealthy or do you want to actually, like for me, I'd rather just be healthy and not even go there. So uh, there's two ranges. There's like the functional range. It's just usually a little bit tighter and narrower of the range. And that's like ideal. And then you've got the lab range, so we can kind of just compare and see. And just because it's out of the the functional range doesn't mean like you know we throw all kinds of red flags up and everything like that. But um, it just kind of gives us an idea. Of, okay, this is going on, and if we can look at maybe some different markers and patterns going on. Um, then there's other tests. So it could be like a stool analysis, which uh, we don't do that here. It's just a, a test that. Um, get sent to the patient right at their home. They, they complete it at home and they can send it in. It's pretty easy in that regard, but it's super important. It can give a lot of information about like the uh, microbiome and the gut bacteria and uh, not only what, what uh, strains are present because we want good bacteria there, uh, but also it'll show like the quantities. Uh, so you want uh, sufficient quantities of these good bacteria uh, there's other ones that are like, okay, you know, if they're there, that's fine, but we just don't want them in too high a level. And then right. other ones, like, if they're present at all, um, that's kind of a bad thing. So it, it gives a good breakdown there. Um, there's a uh, urine test, uh, this Dutch test. It can, it's a dry urine test for comprehensive hormones. So it's a really cool way to look at uh, hormone levels, and then not only the hormones themselves, but also their metabolites, so their breakdown products. Um, what else, oh, a breath test uh, to check for uh, like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, yeah, it, it could be like, there, there's a variety of different tests. Uh, so anyways, we would um, say, okay, these are the tests that we'd like to run. A uh, patient can either say, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and do that, or, uh, you know, I think that um, we'd like to just start off with a few for now and see, uh, you know, down the road if we, if we need to run others, we can do that. 
And uh, once we kind of get the, the process rolling of the, the testing, actually there's some blood tests too that can check for like food sensitivities uh, that are pretty cool as well. Uh, can provide some valuable information. Uh, but then we give the patient its five handouts and it's very comprehensive in terms of like questionnaires. Uh, one is like a, a dietary questionnaire and it lists out like a whole bunch of different foods and like quantities of what you'd have. Uh, one is kind of like environmental exposures. Uh, one is like based on lifestyle. So it just really gives a very thorough picture of a patient's life and uh, for maybe something that maybe they wouldn't typically think to mention. Uh, if, if they get asked about it, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe that could be quite cool that they had no idea that it could be really um, so it, it's just very comprehensive. Once we get all that information back, so I can kind of then look at okay, these handouts that they submitted, uh, the test results, and then uh, we compile all that into a, a binder and just say, uh, and I, I put together, okay, these are the relevant findings that we had on your lab test. Uh, if there's any recommendations for, for further testing, and then also, uh, okay, what's recommendations from here for treatment uh, you know what sort of dietary or lifestyle modifications need to be made um, are there any supplement recommendations or um, that type of thing so then we sit down uh, at the case review appointment and that's like an hour and a half that we book it's a very, very uh, thorough and we just sit down and just be like okay this is like the most personalized uh, picture of your health and how you can get things back to healthy and so we can go through the different labs and say okay this looks good you know this you know it's kind of in order or this is out of whack this is what we would recommend doing about it this is kind of like a treatment plan and um, here's a plan of action from there um, it's a it's a back and forth so hopefully you know trying to get questions and a good understanding from patients so that when they leave with that binder you know they can hopefully go home and talk to their significant other or something to be like, okay, well, what's going on? Instead of just saying, like, I, I don't know, there's like something going on in my guts or things are out of whack. Like, just for them to be able to be like, okay, kind of take some ownership of their health, you know, and be like, okay, we've got somebody there helping us, but I know what's going on and I know what we can do about it and kind of have a plan moving forward. I think that's really empowering for a patient and uh, exciting, you know, as well to be able to kind of have hope and a plan and you know whether it's for something that they've been dealing with for a long amount of time that's you know just been spinning their wheels and frustrated because you know it hasn't fully uh, gotten addressed or you know whether it's for somebody else that's just you know looking to kind of fine-tune things or optimize you know more for I think you're muted, Joel. Yep. All right. Sorry. Sorry. The dog was hacking in the background. So I was trying to prevent everybody from having to listen to him. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, that information and, you know, getting that grasp on that you're going to be able to maybe do, you know, do something about it has to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, through all of this, you know, and what you've learned, how is that? impacted like your life and have you changed anything you know based on a what you've learned or gone through any testing on your own 
Um, obviously, I don't. You're also not one to do this, but it's not like you just went did this thing for a year and aren't going to try and apply things that make sense for your own life and just yeah be out there slinging it to other people. For sure, um, it's it's been a process. Like you, you know, you ask how has this impacted my life? Like obviously, and we've talked about it before. How like you look at, you know, constantly learning and constantly changing. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think that it's always been a process up to this point of, okay, what do you learn? And then how are you going to kind of tweak what you're doing from there? So there's, um, even before this training, that was the case throughout, it's been the case and even moving forward, you know, beyond that, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's an evolution, you know, it's always hopefully going to change. Um, it's, I mean, the information that I've gathered has helped uh, how I can help patients, you know, like mm-hmm. before they would come in with X, Y, or Z. Um, for example, I've got a, a patient with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. She's, um, you know, doing a pretty good job. She's gotten things like under control a little bit, but she wanted to just really like fine tune things. And like, she's pretty young yet, so she wants to like, optimize her quality of life and stuff. So just being able to have the tools to be able to like um, help her out in that regard, I think has been pretty cool. And moving forward, I think that's, it's super important. And I'm very passionate about that. Kind of like why I went into it is like, it, it's such an issue, like chronic disease. And um, I think that it can really be improved. So to be able to like be an agent for change in that regard is exciting to me. Um, still trying to figure out how best to to utilize that. Like I said, like that's how we currently do things in the process. But still trying to look at like okay, um, how can we make it better? I guess mm-hmm. it's impacted me personally uh, going through this. Yeah, you're right. I'm not just uh, slinging recommendations. I, I did undergo some testing, um, and I actually uh, the term adrenal fatigue. Uh, gets thrown out. I think people are familiar with that term a lot. Term a lot more. Um, kind of learned in training that that's maybe not the most accurate uh, description for for what's going on. It's more like a HPA axis dysfunction or the the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal um, dysfunction because it's not just the adrenals. It's like the hormones and everything that's going on. But basically, it's like burnout. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Uh, you know, I try to be a go-getter and get things done and that type of thing. And I think I was kind of burning the candle for both ends and uh, just experiencing some symptoms. And so I did some of that uh, that Dutch test, the the hormone testing, and things were a little bit out of whack. So I think that was kind of cool in a way. I mean, it it was like uh, I'm my own guinea pig to be able to like, okay, like. All right, do something about it now. Then um, you better walk the walk instead of you know just talking it. So um, I just did some blood work as well um, a few months ago, uh, which is nice that we're able to be able to offer that here now as well. So uh, just different changes um, for myself and just kind of tweaking some things. And I'm looking forward to now, like after 
uh, making those changes to like go back and retest because ultimately uh, before too, like in terms of making recommendations to a patient or uh, supplement recommendations, uh, you're you're never fully sure unless you test. Like you test, you don't guess, you know. And if if you don't know, then it's, it is just basically like yeah, maybe it's an educated guess, but it's good to be able to actually see, okay, hard data, what are these numbers? Okay, let's make these recommendations, these changes, and not only, hopefully the symptoms improve or whatever, but then to be able to go back and be like, okay, yeah, look at this all has changed for the better, and um, you know, maybe things still need to be modified, but it's just, you know, objective evidence, information is super helpful. Um, kind of the last just general question we had written on here was, you know, how do you see this in your practice going forward? Obviously you've been a chiropractor, uh, for quite some time now, and now added this into the mix. Do you see this maybe kind of potentially overtaking some of your musculoskeletal stuff or finding a really good way to blend all of it, um, for the betterment of the patient? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I, I wish I knew the answer of like a crystal ball and what it looks like, you know, in a year or five years and especially in light of, you know, the current pandemic situation, but, uh, it is definitely, um, an interest of mine. I, I definitely want to, um, you know, be able to offer those services. I don't think I can fully leave the musculoskeletal Thing behind you know I, I don't I think I'm just still trying to search on how to like be able to intertwine those um, I actually have a meeting later today with uh, uh, an individual that um, kind of coaching and that type of thing that hopefully to be able to get a little bit, bit of help in that direction but uh, lately uh, trying to explore um, options like I said before how to better be able to make the services more accessible so um exploring whether maybe like a subscription based uh model would be beneficial and maybe not so much for the chiropractic side of things uh but for functional medicine and just being able to like put together some sort of package that uh, you know patients could get um you know the, the functional medicine visits um you know recommended testing a certain amount of visits um, per calendar year, uh, and then also have tied in there some health coach visits, you know, just to be able to kind of like keep them on track for their goals and that type of thing. And just looking at, okay, like what, what would I want? You know, what, what is ideal? And therefore, what would other patients want? And I think um, being able to provide different uh, services within that so not just the functional medicine or not just me maybe as a provider or just one health coach but to be able to have like different individuals uh, with different skills uh, that they could maybe say okay you had your one appointment with me but maybe your next one is with uh, you know somebody that focuses more on eating psychology or you know whatever that particular patient needs uh, just to kind of tailor it a little bit more, and, um, you know, having those health coach visits sprinkled throughout, just to kind of, like I said, 
keep things on track and uh, be an agent for change. But we'll see. I don't know. It's, yeah, for sure. I, I'm very curious to see how it all plays out as we move forward in it. So, um, anything else around functional medicine that we didn't cover that you feel like we'd be remiss if we did not? Oh man, no, I think we kind of hit the most of it. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of it comes down to very fundamental, like the basics of, okay, I mentioned like that kind of ancestral perspective or, you know, like hunter gatherers, you know, they, they had, they really didn't eat processed foods or anything like that. So like just whole foods, you know, I think that's pretty basic. Um, if it doesn't come in a bag or box or your grandma wouldn't recognize it, you know, I knew we should eat it or whatever. I'm a realist, you know, like I, I enjoy ice cream and that type of thing. I don't eat it all the time, but um, we've talked about the 80-20 rule before, like trying to do a, a good job most of the time or cut out the big things. But um, also like with that hunter-gatherer type thing, like we as a society really, uh, you know, work, we're both sitting in front of electronics right now, we're both sitting. Like people didn't do that before and they weren't inside most of the time. So like just, you know, getting in touch with nature, uh, you know, like getting that sun exposure and, uh, you know, I think a lot can be set up for that. And I think uh, obviously there's benefits there. I don't know if, you know, scientifically you can pinpoint, okay, this is, these are all the benefits of being out in the sun and here's why. Like, we just know that, yeah, it's, it's good for people. You can't just live in a dark box all the time and have your circadian rhythms and stuff all jacked up. Like, I don't know. We don't have to have, like, an X, Y, or Z scientific explanation to know that that's good for us. Yeah, that would be really cool to have, and maybe we'll have that at some point. But I, I do think that's an important point as well. Know, like sleep, we talk about stress management stuff. Like people are go 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 all the time, and uh, you know that, that is easier said than done. You know, I, I personal example. I, we talked about the, the draft that I was going through with the HPA access stuff, and you know, like stress management is a huge component to that. Well, and with that, I don't know that we need to ask all of our clinically pressed questions, but there are a couple I think that would be good um, with this. Um, if people wanted to find out more just on their own reading, we've already kind of mentioned ultra prevention. Um, any other books that you've come across that, you know, people might, if there's, you know, want to do a little bit more homework before they might look into something like this, any, mm -hmm. any ones off the top of your head? Uh, Unconventional Medicine is a really good one by Chris Kresser. Okay. Uh, that's more recent than uh, ultra prevention. Um, but both Chris Kresser and Mark Hyman are kind of pioneers of the field. There's other uh, big names out there that, um, that I didn't mention, but uh, those are the two that probably um, I read that had, a, had the biggest impact on me. Uh, those, I think, would be a great start. And then there's a lot of different. Um, you know, resources out there. 
um, in terms of blogs, websites, that type of stuff. Obviously, um, I like Chris Presser, uh, going through his program and stuff, but I mentioned, you know, how he presents the information, I think, in a, a very understandable way. It's not too sciencey or, or too basic. So he's got a lot of uh, different blogs uh, regarding functional medicine. Or, um, it, it's interesting. He's got a ton. Uh, just different conditions or whatever. If you just Google Chris Presser paleo or, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, blood pressure, cholesterol, you'll get a whole bunch of uh, useful articles. Has any of this changed your opinion on a most influential quote unquote fitness purchase? Uh, probably, but I don't know <laughs> if I did pinpoint. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I said before a foam roller. Yep. Regarding fitness, I still think that's a pretty across the board useful tool. That's fair. I mean, I think that's a, a safe bet. I'm sure I could find a lot of different gadgets and and things, you know, in terms of health and fitness. And I think, you know, for different people, there's going to be different recommendations too. Sure. Um, and then. I know you wouldn't actually use this word, but I'm gonna say it anyway. In this new area of expertise, which I know I know you won't agree with that, and I understand why. Um, how would you make what is complicated within it simple? Um, like we just kind of mentioned, uh, it it really ultimately kind of comes back to the basics. Like we've gotten out of whack with like our, how our ancestors kind of did things, just eating, eating a well-balanced diet, not a lot of processed foods, moving, you know, getting some sort of physical activity, getting adequate sleep. Um, I think those are all just huge. I think that's all pretty basic. You know? like, easier said than done, though, for sure. Like, it, right. Yeah, you could do that. No problem. Once it actually that stuff uh that's that's probably a lot more challenging sounds good well thanks for filling us in on everything functional medicine yeah thanks for taking the time and asking me the questions <laughs> always Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Pressed. Go to clinicallypressed.com for full show notes and links to everything that we covered in this episode. While you're there, you'll have full access to all our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Pressed on YouTube or any podcast outlet that you use. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or a review on how we're doing, we would greatly appreciate it and heard it helps out quite a bit. 
To get more free content delivered straight to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy newsletter at TotalAthleticTherapy.com or ClinicallyPressed.com. You'll get direct links to all the new Clinically Pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated, simple, and optimized performance. Thank you for listening and see you next episode.